Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the 48-yard line. Second down, 13. Brady lobbed one downfield. Caught ball by Gronkowski. Inside the 20 to the 15-10. Gronkowski to the 5 to the 4-yard line. Holy Gronkowski. Here's the snap. Pressure coming from the outside. Brady throws it back. Caught ball first out of the 50. Outside the numbers, 40. To the 30-yard line. To the 25. And Perriman. Bashad Perriman. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Box win in overtime. This is the big nasty. Yeah, big nasty. All fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! And there are the cannons, Cannon. Fire them. Keep on firing them. Keep on firing them. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Live on YouTube today for episode 243. I'm your host, Rip Matthew. Joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. It is our very last game preview of the 2021 regular season. This is it, folks. Week 18 is here of an extended NFL season. The Buccaneers, a division opponent, comes to town. The Carolina Panthers, someone they just beat 32-6. to couple of weeks ago well now they're playing in Raymond James Stadium I will be in attendance and uh, the Buccaneers still looking to build on some things before the playoffs we'll, we'll say that we'll talk about that plus break down the game over the next 45 minutes or so but welcome back to the show Evan how are you doing today I'm doing quite well um not really a whole lot to talk about with this game, but uh, you know we'll, we'll find some stuff. Yeah, so the 12-4 and Buccaneers facing off against the 5-11 and Panthers. A Panthers team actually just today who announced that they are going to be keeping head coach Matt Rule into next season. I know we talked about on the game preview last time that he's a guy who I guess potentially was in the hot seat. I know he hasn't been in Carolina for that long, but um, you know there were some rumors about him, so they were able to clear that up today. Sunday, January 9th, 425 p.m. is kickoff from Raymond James Stadium. This game actually will be on CBS, and it almost seems like a rare occurrence that, you know, two NFC teams are playing on CBS because, you know, if you're watching the Bucks in the Tampa Bay market, nine times out of ten, they're going to be on Fox, but uh, you'll get Jim Nance and Tony Romo calling this one. And back to what Evan said, you know, we talked about these, uh, we, we talked about these matchups between these two teams, offensively, defensively, Pretty much two weeks ago at this point. Uh, so if you want to get a little more of the X's and O's, the offensive and defensive styles these teams are going to be bringing into this game, then go check that episode out. But today I think we wanted to talk a little bit more about what this game means to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Some of the things they're going to be looking to accomplish. A couple of records need to get broken, of course, before they can really you know go full speed into the playoffs. Mike Evans getting his thousand yards is one of them. Um, and Tom Brady continuing to build report with some of these younger wide receivers, maybe another one, some other topics we'll talk about as well, but let's talk first and foremost about, uh, the big man. I just mentioned Mike Evans looking for his eighth straight thousand yard season to start his career. He is uh 50 some odd yards away. How many? Uh, I believe 54, 54, I, I, 56. It's, yeah. it's somewhere. It's something like that, but nothing that number 13 isn't going to be able to get on uh two or three drives. So, 
I think the expectations for the Bucks this week, as far as getting Mike Evans his yards, is getting him his yards and then just putting him on the bench as quickly as possible because it took until the last game of the season last year against Atlanta for Mike Evans to get his 1,000 yards. And uh, he almost, you know, came up with an injury that would have sidelined him for a couple of playoff games. Luckily, he did not. But the Bucks were very, very fortunate that the injury he had in the end zone didn't turn out to be anything worse. And that just boiled down to, to him being on the field longer than he needed to be. They're going to be looking to avoid that this Sunday. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You don't, that's the number one goal, I think. Obviously, you want to win, but you want to go in as healthy as possible. And right now, they're even banged up. So, you know, they're, they might not go into the playoffs, you know, 100% healthy. But what you're hoping is that this game, doesn't make you know doesn't make someone not available who is available right now right this game isn't the game where somebody gets hurt hey quick ad break but uh let me tell you about our guys over at betonline.ag one of our main sponsors of the podcast for over a year at this point from basketball football baseball postseason nhl boxing ufc Right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Head to the new updated desktop or a mobile website they have to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your bonus. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and a proud sponsor of the Cannon Fire podcast. Quick shout out to uh, actually not not Jim Nance will be calling it these Jim Nance's and COVID protocols. Ooh. So I wanted to give a shout out to my guy Tom uh, not yeah Tom, Tom McCarthy. Uh, shout out to him because. He is the one calling the game with Tony Romo. He does a CBS, but he is the Phillies broadcast announcer. So oh, I watch every Phillies go. game with with him. He's the guy who, like the, the local guy, basically, uh, for the Phillies. So shout out to McCarthy there. And uh, yeah, but I mean, you, know, you, you want to, like I said, there's questions about their health to begin with, right? So you don't want to go in this game and then come out of it and have more questions than answers, right? You want to make sure that, you want to win, like I said, but I think the number, if you win, but it comes at the expense of two or three starters, does it really matter? Did you really win? Is, you know, if it comes at the expense of two or three starters, you're, you might lose next week and then it doesn't matter. Um, so, I mean, this game has some meaning, right, which we'll get into. They can, they can still, the Bucks can still potentially get the two seed. Um, but, yeah, overall, you know, I, I think you're going to play the starters. They're not resting anyone intentionally, but I also don't think they're going to really push it. So uh, I think we, we have both agreed. We mentioned this on an earlier show that we, we thought, you know, Mike Evans would probably play in the first half, I think, and then they'll, they'll shut him down. Probably they'll, they'll try and get him his, his thousand yards relatively quickly. And um, yeah, I, I don't really think you'll see much of Mike Evans, but I do think you'll see him get the thousand yards. Yeah, and let's talk about some injuries for Tampa Bay headed into this one really quickly. An interesting development with a guy who was already on IR. You don't have to talk about this for a super long time, but outside linebacker Shaq Barrett, who already wasn't going to play this week, actually ended up on the COVID-19 reserve list. So he's on the IR, and then he gets COVID. That's a tough break, but uh, he should still be good to go for the playoffs. Yeah, important distinction. He's not on IR. Uh, that would mean that he was out three games. Uh, the Bucks did not place him on IR. Oh, I thought he was. My bad. 
No, because that would have meant that he would have automatically missed next week. So the Bucks are still hopeful that uh, he can play. Uh, yeah, but he yeah, he wasn't going to play anyway yet, 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 tomorrow. So uh, we're recording this on Saturday. So, so it doesn't really matter. The only hope is that this doesn't is something that spreads. You know, um, that's really the only cause for concern there when you have somebody added to the COVID list. Yeah, my bad then. Thank you for the correction on that with Shaq Barrett. Um, Mike Evans, the guy who we just talked about, actually was on the injury report this week. Did not practice at all. It was mostly walkthroughs with that hamstring injury he was dealing with. He is ruled questionable, but, I mean, nine people out of ten are going to tell you Mike Evans will be suiting up and ready to play on Sunday. He's looking for that record as much as a lot of Bucks fans want him to break that record as well. Uh, somebody else who popped up who has been ruled out this week, Jason Pierre-Paul, for the, for the second week in a row, did not practice and will not play. So again, a little bit more time to shine for Joe Tryon Shoyinka, who's going to be taking up some more responsibility on that edge. And then I think you look at guys that continue to develop this younger pass rush. I mean, Anthony Nelson, I think personally, has really come into his own the second half of the season with an increased role. I'd expect that to maybe continue on Sunday because this defensive line in particular had a lot of success against Carolina the last time they played seven total sacks still a season high. So uh, I'm hoping they can continue to produce this week. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, as far as the injuries go, obviously you mentioned uh, Jason Pierre Paul, who misses third straight game. I, I, I put this out on Twitter. Um, you see, he would have missed the, his last game, I believe it was versus Buffalo. Um, he would, I think their best in hindsight, obviously, but I, I think the Bucks best course of action would have been to shut JVP down for the season around week 10, week 11 or so to have him as healthy as possible for the playoffs, um, as healthy, as fresh as possible. But, you know, they play him a few more games. It's, it's whatever. But I think in hindsight, they might have preferred to shut him down a little bit earlier. Um, and, you know, and if there is you know any cause for concern with Mike Evans, he actually he was limited on, on Wednesday and he practiced fully on, on Thursday and Friday. Uh, didn't even have an injury designation. Uh, as far as game status. So he's hundred percent good to go. And um, Richard Sherman's obviously on it as, as doubtful, which is weird because he was limited all week, but it still says doubtful. So normally when a guy doesn't participate, he'll be doubtful, but this, you know, Sherman's been participating. I think that might be another one where the Bucks just don't want to push it. Maybe if Sherman had to play, maybe he could, uh, but I don't think the Bucks would want to push it. And obviously the big one is Ryan Jensen. Um, who did not practice on Wednesday. It was a walkthrough, uh, was limited on Thursday and Friday, and is listed as questionable. It sounds like he's going to be able to play, but he's another guy, I think, just like Mike Evans, that I could see the Bucks potentially pulling uh, relatively early. Yeah, and with Ryan Jensen, actually, it was diagnosed as a shoulder contusion. Uh, we saw some discomfort, some very clear discomfort in that game against the Jets last Sunday. There were a couple of times where you could very clearly tell he was working on that arm. But the shoulder contusion for Big Red, and I think the expectation is that he should be good to go. But thank you for clearing that up. I guess what I have learned from this is that I need to throw away the injury report that I was looking at because that thing was wrong all over the place. Uh yeah, it, it, I don't want to well, throw that well, person it, under it the does, bus, but who the it, media it, it person who say, posted that was uh, not not right. <laughs> the, the the injury report does say that Ronald Jones would be out, and yep. Bruce Arians confirmed that. So now it's going to be Keyshawn Vaughn and Le'Veon Bell. Um, Keyshawn Vaughn obviously had the big run. I think Le'Veon Bell is getting more and more comfortable in the offense. Giovanni Bernard uh, was not activated off IR this week, so he's not good to go yet. This was his first week that he was eligible to be activated. So we'll see if he's able to come back sometime soon. Um, 
but yeah, it'll be Keyshawn Vaughn, Le'Veon Bell for the most part. You may see Kenyon Barner, maybe a time or two there, uh, but I don't really think you'll see much. I think you'll see a lot of Vaughn and a lot of, I think you'll see Vaughn on pretty much early downs and Bell on almost just about every third down. Yeah, I'd love to see some more good tape from Keyshawn Vaughn. As you mentioned, he had that big 50-plus yarder to break things open against Carolina last time these two teams played. Bucks ended up winning that one 32-6, and the ground game, I think, was a pretty detrimental role in that game because if I remember, Brady only had like two touchdowns. Uh, Antonio Brown was the leading receiver that day with 100 yards. He didn't even get into the end zone, so it wasn't an offensive explosion, but... You know, the run game was pretty important in making that offense move down the field against Carolina. I think they're going to look to do more of the same this week as well. But yeah, for Keyshawn Vaughn, this is the last good look you're going to get at him. I mean, unless most unfortunately, it, right, most yeah. likely, unless some, some terrible things happen down the stretch at the running back position. Uh, with Leonard Fournette coming back for the postseason, Ronald Jones still kind of week to week, even though he's not playing this week for sure. Uh, this is really the most most of a chance I think we're going to get to see of Keyshawn Vaughn. Like, you know, we talked a lot last year when you were so quick to criticize him. And then that boy Sneak went out there, got a 50-plus yarder, and now you're a believer. You switched up on him. But uh, one of the things we talked about beforehand was just, you know, while he hasn't made the most of his opportunities, he hasn't been given that many opportunities, and this is going to be the biggest opportunity I think he has yet in uh, red and pewter uniform. Yeah, because obviously he's – the only running back under contract for next year. Um, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's the only one. And to me, he hasn't earned the benefit of the doubt. I don't think he's been very, I mean, even, you know, he was fine in Carolina. That run was great, whatever. Like, but I mean, he hasn't really splashed anywhere else. Always um, hating on that boy sneak. Look at yeah, you. Well, how many 50 yeah. plus yard touchdowns do you have this year on the ground? I, well, it all depends. Are you talking backyard football? If you're talking my backyard, <laughs> uh, I have quite a bit. Okay, all right. All okay. right. Hey, I big... can actually, I can actually catch the ball. unlike Keyshawn Vaughn. Hey, we got a hot take in the live chat here from our moderator, Kevin five, two, two about the run game this week, calling it right now. Tom Brady will lead the bucks in rushing touchdowns this week. Says Kevin. No, not, not in rushing touchdowns in rushing. He says he says oh, in rushing. Oh, I miss. Um, I, I am dyslexic today. I don't know. That, what's that, going that's on, even, a, even a hotter take. Jeez, um, yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, that he's, would not be great. I think but, he's uh, done it this season. Has he? Yeah, he did it uh, at the Rams game. <laughs> um, so yeah. I, um, I, I mean, you're right. This is the last kind of look because you're expected to get, Leonard Fournette back it's not a guarantee that you're going to get him back for the wild card but you're expected to get him back for the wild card and you're hopeful that Ronald Jones come back as well so if those guys two, you know if those two guys come back you're not going to see Keyshawn Vaughn really like at all um so you are right this could be the last look you get of him for this season and then the next one will be training camp and who knows what this running back room is going to look like next year uh because Leonard Fournette's a free agent Ronald Jones is a free agent GFR Yard's a free agent there's a lot of free agent running backs out there. There's a lot of free uh, rookie running backs that are, you know, in this draft class um, you know, that the Bucks could pick. And this running back room could look a lot different. And the one remaining guy might be Keyshawn Vaughn. So he's going to have to make some sort of impression here, I think, in this game to prove that he can handle carries next year. Or else I think the Bucks could be looking for two running backs, basically, that, you know, aren't Keyshawn Vaughn and are going to push him down the depth chart like he is right now. Hey, uh, um, David Cardona. Yeah, yeah. As a, uh, so, as a question. So uh, we got uh, Coach Evan Wanish at the podium here. You know, we like to bust this out every now and again. Just some in-depth, next-level coverage for you here on the podcast. Question from David Cardona, the moderator. Uh, Coach Wanish, 
How concerned are you for Rhett's recent dyslexic incidents today that he'll be able to call plays today? Yeah, you know, it's obviously something that we're monitoring, but, uh, you know, we have all the faith in him and uh, we think he's going to get the job done. Obviously, he's working on it and uh, he's a hard worker. He, he's working hard in practice. He's doing the things day in and day out they need to do. And uh, we, we're going to count on him, uh, you know, throughout the, the entire game. Yeah. And, you know, as, as far as me addressing uh, my mistakes, some of what I need to clean up. Well, I didn't uh, ask you, but okay. Okay. Well, now that you did. Um, <laughs> You know, I think it's it's what they bring me here to do. They bring me here to to make sure I'm at the top of my game, and when I'm not able to do that, I need to to go back you to the drawing board. Take your clothes board. off. Well, yeah, I, I can take my <laughs> I I could take my shirt off and just leave halfway through the podcast. But listen, I'm a team player. I'm not going to quit halfway through the game. I just I'm not going to leave my team hanging like that. So I'm I'm going to go back to the drawing board. I'm going to try and you know just warm myself up mentally a little bit better the next time we try to record one of these things, and uh, we should be good to go looking for the W. Yeah. There it is. So, so there, there, there you have it, folks and <laughs> folks in the media. There, there you have it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the offensive game plan a little bit for Tampa Bay this week. We talked about the increased role on the ground for a guy like Keyshawn Vaughn. I wanted to talk about the passing attack, but before we do that, I think that goes hand in hand with the other running back on the roster right now, Le'Veon Bell, who had a couple of really nice catches for a first down against the New York Jets just a week ago. I'd like to see him catch a couple of more passes this week. I mean, Brady's going to be working with a limited receiver room. And we talked about the importance of starting to get some of these other positions involved in catching the ball as the playoffs start to get rolling. I'd like to see Le'Veon Bell really show out and, you know, have this be his biggest game so far. Yeah, and I think it's important for him because if Gio Bernard is coming back. But if Gio Bernard's not, Le'Veon Bell could be the guy who um, the Bucks maybe lean on if Leonard Fournette's not 100% if Ronald Jones isn't able to play. So uh, he's that veteran that I think you might lean on. And um, it would be, you know, he, he had a good game. Obviously he barely played against Carolina last time. It was his first game. Uh, he had a good game last week. And I think, yeah, he's looking for, for looking for a second straight one. And I think it's also important, you know, when we mention a guy like Le'Veon Bell, at least it's important from my perspective to allow me to vocally temper my expectations because I yeah. think the difference between Keyshawn Vaughn and Le'Veon Bell is that one is obviously still very much a young player, a green guy, like he's just fresh, you know. So you want to give him as many opportunities as he can get because you don't entirely know what he can do. You know the bad that he can do, but we've seen the good that he can do in a 50-plus yard touchdown that really nobody expected when it happened. So you'd like to see him build off of that. With Le'Veon Bell, glad to have him here, but you kind of know what he brings. Right, I like think, I, I, I think at this point I might be faster than Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> I mean, maybe we could, maybe we could get uh, Coach Wanish out there. What, what would your number be if they signed you at running back tomorrow to be that third down uh, receiving back? Which I know you can. You're a pretty shifty guy. I've seen you move. I can. I've seen you move in person. Um, You've seen me move in person. Yes. Uh, we 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 have we have played football together. We have, man. Just, I have I have seen this guy run some routes, folks. And yeah. let me tell you, that brake speed—it's a little faster than you would think it would be, especially it's, a guy it's, it's, of uh, you, your, you your could stature say it's, and build. It's sneak, right? You could say it's like sneaky, kind of. Listen, if you, <laughs> I see, see what I did there. Um, Listen, if if I you don't... want a uh, if you want a fullback, well, I wouldn't even call you a fullback. No, if you want a receiver no. <laughs> that's built like Mike Allstott can move in between the tackles maybe like an lt or a levy on bell in his prime Mm -hmm. right like i've i've seen you express impatience but man those cuts on those routes i mean you are a legitimate passing threat and i think that's what separates you from some other dual threat running backs in league history 
Yeah, thanks. I, I, as far as number, I, I think uh, I think Justin Watson might need to change his number to get off the team. He's seventeen's my number. So, hmm. yeah, seventeen, seventeen's my number. Hey, it was it was my number. It was my first number when I. It's it's like one of my favorite um, like hockey numbers. So when I, when I played hockey, I had seventeen, um, and. Yeah, I, every tournament I had, and I was every hockey tournament I had, and I was given a, a choice to to have a number. I picked seventeen, so it's got to be seventeen. So, why, yeah. Justin, if you want to go to like nineteen or something, that's cool. Like, but I, I got to get seventeen. Man. Yeah, I I my number is something that I've already come to peace with. That if the Bucks ever signed me, I'd never get it. Uh, Fifty four was always my number. So, mm. yeah, Did, was that your number in high school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fifty four. Okay. So okay. uh, now you realize, folks, that this is the final game of the year. Get preview. This is this is how you know when we're talking about yeah. what our jersey yeah. number would be. <laughs> Put me out there, coach. Uh, quick question from our buddy Kevin in the chat once again. Random question, but if we run out of actual running backs, who would be your dream replacement on the team? Maybe a Devin White, Vita Vea, etc. I'll, I'll toss this to you first. I'm curious. Uh, Kyle Trask. Let him do something. <laughs> <laughs> why, why not <laughs> just uh, let him do so no really i think it's got to be vea um yeah just seeing just seeing the biggest guy just run or like a steve mcclendon steve mcclendon's a yeah you, you like the power back approach yeah if i went with the power back approach i'd kind of like a devin white because i mean that that dude's fast right he's big physical we know that he has the ability the upper body strength to maybe break a few tackles that interception against the Saints, the divisional round last year, he stiff-armed a guy out of his way after picking the ball off. I think he could do some damage. But if not Devin White, honestly, I think another sleeper option could be like Antoine Winfield Jr. He, he's a he's a fun. physical, stocky guy, but he's he's a little shorter, right? I think Mike. Ed, I think Mike Edwards could do it. Too. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty quick too. And he's Jordan got Whitehead hands. could good. Jordan Whitehead could truck some people. Like I think be, I think Mike Edwards. Would oh, be you, like you the couldn't best. you couldn't give it. Don't give it to Carlton Davis then because he's not catching. Like any toss play you run, yeah. he's not catching. I think Mike Edwards would be the best receiving back to play on the defense because apparently he's got the best hands on the whole team from what we have heard inside Advent Health Training Center, but. Let's talk a little bit more about this offensive game plan. I know we mm. kind of, you know, things got out of hand talking about the running back room, but now that that discussion has been had, let's talk about the guys who are going to be catching some passes from Tom Brady this Sunday in this wide receiver room. Uh, we, we don't have to say too much. You folks really know what happened with Antonio Brown, no longer a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. So the Bucs are going to be working without him. Mike Evans is your number one. And then your next talented guy behind him is uh, Brashad Perryman. I would say Tyler Johnson. But. Right? I mean, it, you could probably put either one of those guys there. Tyler Johnson, Brashad Perryman. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a change of scenery for, for Tom, who has had plenty of weapons. Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown been available. You still have the tight ends, right? O.J. Howard's mm-hmm. still there. Rob Gronkowski definitely still exists. Uh, Cam Braid has really been on a roll catching some touchdowns these past few weeks. So you'd love to see those guys get a little bit more involved. But I think Mm. the most important thing about this passing attack this week is Tom Brady just continuing to build the relationships that he has with these guys. I I think I think the chemistry between him and Mike could probably be, you know, touched up this week. I I know Mike Evans isn't going to be playing a full four quarters, or at least that's, you know, the uh, the best case scenario. But You'd like to see them get a little bit of work in. The guy that I'm most curious about this week is Surreal Grayson yeah, Jr. It's, it's, it's got to be. Yeah, uh, I mean, he had 80-plus yards against the Panthers last time they played. He was the absolute – I mean, he was the game-time hero against the Jets with the game-winning touchdown. 
so I'm curious to see what what can happen this week. Is 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 CG light? That's what I'll call him, right? Chris Godwin, CG. Oh it's a real grace and CG light. Is CG? That's not bad. Yeah, yeah there you go. I, is I like CG that kind light of the real deal? Well, um, I don't know, right? I I I really like the game plan. The last time I played the Panthers, obviously. You know, it's basically it's the same situation except swap out Antonio Brown for Mike Evans because Mike Evans didn't play in that game. So now Antonio Brown is the number one guy. Now Mike Evans is the number one guy. We'll see how much that game plan differs because Mike Evans and Antonio Brown are two different type of receivers. You can do different things with those guys. So I really like the game plan that they came out with versus Carolina the first time. And I'm curious to see if they do some similar stuff versus Carolina this time. Carolina does not have the Stephon Gilmore's out. Um, they, they just, their entire secondary is basically out. So if this is the game that Cyril Grayson is going to continue his hot streak, I think it's, it's gotta be this one. And um it's a big game for him. Obviously Tom Brady trusts him, but at the same time, you know, you're heading into the playoffs and it's gotta be, what have you done for me lately? And if surreal Grayson's last performance before a playoff game is two catches for 10 yards while Tyler Johnson, Brashad Perryman come up big. Well, I don't know how much playing time surreal Grayson is going to actually get them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, everybody's rooting for him, right? I, I think uh, everybody is, is rooting for him. And um, I, I think that, like I said, I would come out with a similar game plan that you did. I understand that Mike Evans can't do some of the things that AB can do, but I, I would come out with a very similar game plan uh, of using, you know, surreal Grayson and Robert Kowski wasn't huge, a huge factor in that game, but um, he, he, he was okay. He had a few targets, not many, uh, but I would obviously I lean on Tyler Johnson more. I think you have to, I think he's a guy that needs to step up. It still feels, and I, I think I tweeted this out. It, to me, it feels like if they're going to make a Super Bowl run, it feels like Tyler Johnson is the guy that's going to have to step up. Like, it feels like he's the guy. He was a fifth-round pick. He had he flashed as a rookie somewhat. Um, then he got pushed down the depth chart, but he made a huge catch in the playoffs, which I still – I don't know if the Bucks beat the Saints in the playoffs if Tyler Johnson make, doesn't make that catch. I really don't. Um, I seriously think they might lose if he doesn't make that catch. So potential season saving catch right there. Um, so this is a guy that's shown the ability and I just think he's going to have to step up. He was good versus the jets had a drop where he probably wasn't the best ball by Brady, but he, you know, Tyler Johnson should have caught it. Um, and I'm looking for him to have a, a pretty nice game here, but also, yeah, I, I think you're, you're going to see Grayson get some targets. Of course. I mean, if, if Brady trusts him, he, he's going to get thrown the ball. I think another guy in this wide receiver room that bears talking about, you know, we'll talk about his expectations as the playoffs grow closer, but Rashad Perryman, uh, we mm. saw what he was able to do as a number one wide receiver on this team in late 2019. When he stepped up, both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were injured at that time. And, and Scotty Miller, all three of them yeah. were out with hamstring injuries. Yeah. BP was the man in those last two regular season games for the bucks that year. He had that incredible end zone catch against the Falcons in that regular season finale. I'll never forget that, but that's what that guy is capable of. You know, there's some of these veterans on this team that we talk about where it's like, Oh, you kind of know what this guy is to an extent because here's his peak and he's been playing for this long and, you know, da-da-da-da-da, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all about stepping up. And, and Brashad Perryman has the ability to step up. So that's another guy that I think could really 
start to build that chemistry with Brady this week. He had a great start. The overtime touchdown against the Bills, right? Won that game for us. That's his biggest moment in franchise history as a buck, which is crazy because, again, he did step up the way he did in late 2019. But you got to look for him to do that type of stuff again because even though Mike Evans is your number one, I, I think the offensive play calling is really going to try and mix some things up with Mike Evans and try and design some more plays to actually get the ball into his hands, right? But even then, he's still going to be getting double teamed every single game. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like you have as many weapons as you did before. You know, even during the time when Antonio Brown was as useful as he was, it's mm -hmm. because everybody else was eating a double team. Like, Chris Godwin was uh, commanding a double team. Mike Evans always commands a double team more times than not. So some of these guys are going to have to step up. And, of course, BP is just another guy on that list. Yeah, I, I think so. And, and you're right about, you know, I think all these guys have shown flashes. They just haven't done it consistently. And that's mm -hmm. why Bashad Perryman, you know, is a, a failed first round pick, basically. I mean, he's not. He, he's. I mean, he is, right? I, I yeah, mean, I, I didn't say it. Um, let, let, let's be real. Uh, I mean, th this is a guy, he he was cut by the Jets and the Lions in, yeah. in this year. Yeah. Like, no, I, yeah. You know, like the two of the worst teams in football, like he couldn't make the roster. <laughs> You know, so there, there's, I mean, there's a reason. Um, but like you said, in 2019, he shows you flashes, the overtime winner. He shows you flashes. Like he's shown you these things. Um, Tyler Johnson has shown you these things. At time, he hasn't. Scotty Miller has shown you some things. At times, he hasn't. Now, Surreal Gratian starting to show you some things. Can he do it consistently? That's the big factor. None of these guys have been able to do it consistently yet. And that's why there's still questions about outside of Mike Evans, who's it going to be on this receiving core? And, and that's why there's so many questions, I think, and so many concerns and rightfully so, right? If, if you're, if you're sitting there, I think our buddy stank uh, tweeted it out. We had him on the show or, you know, earlier. He's a friend of the show. Um, he tweeted out, you know, if, if you're not concerned about how the bucks are going to score points in the playoffs, like you should be. And, and absolutely is, I mean, you can say what you want about Antonio Brown. He was a huge part of the offense. He's a fantastic football player. And Chris Godwin's an even bigger part of the offense. Both of them, they're not coming back. They're not walking through that door. So one of these guys who has had some highs, but definitely has had more lows than highs. One of these guys are going to step up. And I think you you can line them up you can line up four of them and i think you could take your pick blindfolded and we'll see what comes up uh really quick with the yeah let's dollar super chat take a second to fire the cannons 299 super chat from Bree D. thank you so much she is actually up in pittsburgh right now enjoying the snow it is a uh yeah, it, it's it a is. cool it's a cool crisp and humid uh, emphasis on the humid 75 degrees here in tampa florida well, right now when, and uh it's like 20 and snowing up there she sent me a video where, of her sledding yesterday where i'm at it's uh 28 we yeah. got about we got about three or four inches of snow so. yeah they they just got some snow overnight last night in pittsburgh it looked awesome man she was sending me pictures all day today and i've never been to an up north climate i've never seen snow in person You've never seen snow but never in person yeah she she beat me to it this was her first time seeing it as well just some of the, you know, some of the, the Florida locked people like, you know, know. They, they say that once you move here, you kind of die here because some people don't want to leave. I feel like it's even harder to leave the state if you're born here and then just haven't lived anywhere else your whole life. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I am formulating a plan to get out of Florida soon, I promise. But um, let's talk a little bit more about this game as we start to wrap things up. I do want to mention the other side of the ball for Tampa Bay on the defense. 
We touched on it at the start of the show, but I wanted to really dive in depth on maybe some guys who could step up this week and have big performances. Let's talk about this pass rush. I mean, it's hard to ignore Mm. seven total sacks on the afternoon. The last time they played the Panthers, a season high, one of, you know, just another dominant performance from this defensive line. One of the best we've seen all season. Anthony Nelson, I think, was a big part of that. I I know we'll talk about Will Golston, Mm -hmm. who also had, I think, two and a half sacks, a career high for him. But, um, you know, Anthony Nelson is the guy that I think I'm going to be looking at the most this week because with JPP being as shaky as he is, we know Joe Tryon Shoyinka is still kind of a work in progress. But Anthony Nelson has been a work in progress since – you know, the 2019 season. So it's, it's about time to really see him start to turn a corner. And I think he's finally able to do that. Hopefully. Yeah. It's been kind of a slow burn for Nelson for sure. Um, yeah, this Panthers offensive line isn't getting any better. Uh, they gave up seven sacks of the bucks and they get the next week. They gave up seven sacks of the saints. So they have surrendered 14 sacks in the last two games. So not saying the Bucs are going to get seven sacks again because the Bucs are without Shaq Barrett now, right? They started that game with Shaq Barrett last time in Carolina. There's going to be some difference there. Um, and the Bucs struggled. The Jets offensive line is not good. Like the, the, It's not. And the Bucs struggled against them. So I don't expect seven sacks, but I do think uh, the Bucs should be able to, to generate some pressure here. I don't think they'll have too much trouble. This feels like a game where the defense kind of dominates. Uh, yeah. At least they should. This Panthers offense, I mean, besides the Giants, I think the Panthers, like this past month and a half or so, might be the worst team in the NFL. Like yeah. besides besides the Giants. Yeah, uh, it's I think been pretty rough. What you've seen, uh, I think the Panthers got to be one of the worst teams, especially on offense. All right, I think it's another good week, though, for uh, the middle of this defensive line. Some of the bigger guys on that line, your D tackles, your Indomikasu, your Vita Vea, your Will Golston. Uh, we we spoke to maybe the absence of those guys these last couple of weeks, and I think maybe they can definitely reemerge against this Panthers offensive line. Just getting some pressure, uh, whatever quarterback mm-hmm. they have out there. I, I want to believe it's going to be Darnold more than Cam in this one. Yeah, but... it, Darnold Darnold's going to start. Yep. Yeah, so Darnold's going to um, start. I'll be surprised if we see Cam at all. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Um, and real quick before we end it, we can do. I guess we can do our, our predictions, even though it doesn't really matter. Um, we can, I also want to talk about seeding really fast, but um, the Bucks will have their entire starting secondary uh, starting the football game for the first time all season. Like for the first time all season, they'll have their their starting secondary, and uh, yeah, it's um, it's nice. It's gonna be nice. Uh, hopefully, they can you know stay healthy. So, uh, real quick about seeding, simple. Uh, the Bucks, if they win and the Rams lose, the Bucks are the two seed. If the Bucks win and the Rams win, the Bucks are the three seed. That's that's simple. They can still get the four seed. It would require the Bucks losing. I think the Rams losing and the Cowboys winning. Um, it seems unlikely that all three of those things are going to happen. So uh, they, they 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 can sound you know they can do that and still end up as the four seed playing the Cardinals. So it's still a possibility, right? But it looks like the Bucs are going to be a two or three seed, depending on what happens uh, with the Bucs game and, and the, the Rams game versus the 49ers as well. Yeah. So as we kind of wrap things up here, we talked about the offense. We talked a little bit about the defense. I don't think there's many storylines beyond that. I mean, yeah, a healthy no. secondary is going to be huge, but you want to make sure those guys stay healthy. As far as the linebackers go, Kevin Minter going to be filling in for Levante David again, who has been more than serviceable to this point. Uh, we did see a little bit of KJ Britt, who was actually being talked about mm. quite a bit in the live chat, believe it or not. 
Um, I actually remember, I think we had the same exact conversation before the last time they played the Carolina Panthers. Somebody in our live chat was yeah. really just banging the um, table about KJ. Well, Britt, but... Real, real quick. Uh, elitist production says, I want to play Nola before I want to play Philly. Uh, the Bucks cannot play the New Orleans Saints in the first round or the second round. It is not possible. So it uh, looks like their, their first round opponent, why there be the Philadelphia Eagles, the San Francisco 49ers or the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. And just some more thoughts from the chat. Bree D says, if Tom Brady can bounce back like they did against the Jets, I think they'll be fine. But with their records, sometimes they tend to lose their touch at times and have to kind of well, I mean, they, they got they got a record on the line here. Right? Yeah, they can yeah, that is true. set the record for most wins in a regular season all time, you know, in team history. So and if they win, that makes me and Rhett both right on our 13 and four predictions that we did at the beginning of the season. We did this in the summertime. So it'd be the second straight year that Rhett has got the exact prediction right the record right and the third straight year that i have so what's that telling you that tells you when next summer rolls around we do our season predictions you best pay attention i don't know that tells david in the live chat that we're just not real fans um right. <laughs> tb12 coat man says no other team in the playoffs to seem like a bad matchup to me except for the rams and i i think a lot of people agree with that sentiment uh sentiment and you probably would too. Why, really quickly, why are the Rams kind of the one team the Bucks want to stay away from in the postseason? Because they're the team that on offense and defense match up well with Tampa. Uh, they match up fantastic versus Tampa's defense. I mean, Sean McVay's own Todd Bowles and um, everything that the, that the Bucks want to do on offense is, um, is, is really thwarted by the, the Rams, their ability to have so many people at so many levels right they got Aaron Donald then our linebackers are solid then Jalen Ramsey that like you know their safeties are good like it's just it's scheme wise it's just it's not very favorable so I think yeah if you want to get to the Super Bowl you your best best probably to stay away from the Rams uh, I'm telling you David it is not possible for them to play the Saints in the first round it, it is not I mean it, it might be a five percent chance at that what? if it is for still a possibility, or is it like it's, literally it's zero mathematically in a, impossible. The, the only way for the saints to make the playoffs is if the 49ers lose which would mean the rams win and the bucks don't get the two seed the saints would be the seven seed so the bucks would be the three playing the six so yeah so even possible. if they make the postseason they're not going to be playing the bucks yeah it's it's not it's zero percent chance yeah all right Let's go ahead and wrap things up with uh, something we do on every single preview show. It is the weekly checklist, basically a list of at least three things the Bucs are going to need to do this week if they want to come out victorious against the visiting Carolina Panthers. Big division game this week. You obviously have an opportunity to sweep a division opponent. And luckily for the Bucs, it is the Carolina Panthers who, have, as, as you have mentioned, have been one of the worst teams in football over the last couple of weeks. And uh, I'm not really sure how much I expect that to change this week, but I will give them credit because every single time we do not give an opposing team yeah. credit, they always make it tough. I was so pissed watching that game against the Jets because if you guys listen to that game preview show, man, that's I think that's the most confident we've been about any team all season, except for the Washington football team. Of course, we all know how that game went as well. So it is always tough to sweep a division opponent but I'm pretty confident the Bucs are going to be able to do it. But on the weekly checklist this week, Evan, what have you got, my friend? Yeah, um, I think obviously you got first you got pressure, right? I think no matter who it is, whether it's your Tryon, Chewinka, Anthony Nelson, even blitzing, like I think you, you got to apply pressure. Number two is make your kicks. I think B, B Master said it in there. I'll, I'll include it for one last time. I won't. I will not include it for the playoffs though. 
I don't know. I don't, unless he, if he misses some kicks this week, I'm going to have to include it. But um, if he makes his kicks, I won't include it for a playoffs. And three, stay healthy. Like yeah. it just, it doesn't, you know, stay healthy. That is the, I don't care if, if you, you know, if you win, like I said, if you win, but you lose three starters in the process, yeah, I, I don't care about the win, yeah. right? Because you're probably going to lose next week. You lo- you're down three more starters. So um, stay healthy at all costs. Yeah, I will add one more. Uh, our buddy David in the live chat brings up a great point. Devin White at the linebacker position, I think, needs to make some noise this week. We mm-hmm. talked about bringing pressure with the blitz. I think a great way to do that is with 45. Allow him to make some plays or at least see if he has the ability to make some plays because it has been a quiet 2021 season for Devin White as far as the grand scheme of things go. He's still been a more than serviceable linebacker. It's just when you talk about the game-changing plays that he had, especially the amount of them that he had in the 2020 season throughout that playoff run, you look for that to kind of start to come back as uh, the postseason grows close. But I, I'd like to see Devin White get after the quarterback, if not come away with a sack this week. I, I think that's my prediction. Mm. Hopefully a Devin White sack this week. There you go. All right, so real quick, let's just do some score predictions. Get out of here. Yeah, let's do it, man. What have, what have you got? I'll let you go first. Yeah, I, I don't think the, the Panthers offense is going to be able to do much. Um, I think the Bucks offense will struggle a little bit, finding their footing particularly early. But I think they're going to get Evans as 1K and sit him. So I think in the second half, you might really see a lot of backups. Um, but I, I still think it's a relatively close game. But that's mostly because, like I said, the Bucks on offense just are – a little banged up right now, and I don't like I said, I don't expect Mike Evans to play a whole lot, so they're going to be down their number one target. So, uh, I think 27 to 13 bucks win. All right, I like it. Uh, I also agree. I, I think the offense will go through a little bit of an adjustment period at the start of this game. I, I think, unfortunately, I think it's going to be blatantly obvious to just about everybody that they're going to be forcing the ball to Mike Evans. Those well, first sure, but it was it was blatantly drives. obvious. It was last week. I mean, I it was last. No, I'm talking about last year. Last year when they were playing he the still Falcons. Got it. Yeah, yeah he still, he still got, got it. it. So. No, he's definitely still going to get it. I have no doubts about that. I just think it's going to be interesting to see how they get it to him because, I mean, truthfully, with the type of guy Mike Evans is, in theory, he could get all 56 yards in one play, but – I mean, come on now. Um, so I'd like to see them do that, get it out of the way early. It'll be interesting to see how the run game starts off as well, because, you know, if Keyshawn Vaughn doesn't have a 50-plus yarder against the Panthers last time, I don't know if he has that strong of a day on the ground. I know he had a couple of other good carries, but Le'Veon Bell hopefully getting some more catches is something that, again, they're going to have to adjust to just, you know, try and get their footing. But once they do that, I definitely think they'll find a rhythm and run away with it. I have got the Buccaneers actually scoring over 30 points at home, which is something that they do quite often this year. 31, you know what, I'll give the Panthers 17. I think it will be a close game at times, but I don't think it'll ever really feel out of reach. You know what I mean? Like, we've had a few of those this year. Uh, the Eagles game, I just rewatched. Like, I it, that game was 28-22, but I don't ever remember it feeling out no. of reach, you know? Uh, the challenges weren't ever too insurmountable for this Bucks team. And I think that will hold true yet again this Sunday. They complete the sweep on Carolina and they go to 13 and four. The most wins in regular season history for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and uh, a correct record prediction for myself and the Philly Bucks fan over there. So, yeah, that'll do it. Lita says we're going to finish with at least 12 wins. How about that? That's what I'm talking about, man. I, I will say I wish they could have got it done in 16 games. 
You know, I wish they could have had 13 wins by this time last week. Maybe if they would have showed up to play ready to go versus Washington, that would be the case. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. You got to take it for what it is. And, I mean, guys, with the introduction of a 17th game, a lot of these records are are about to shift. I think the weight of some of these records is going to have to be recognized as a little differently. Like, Cooper Cup is probably about to break the receiving record, right? But he also wanted to make sure he recognized all the guys who broke it in 16 games because it's just, it's just not going to happen again. Like I, I can't see a world where the NFL just decides to cave in and go back to 16 games. Well, no, you, you didn't see a world <laughs> where they went back to 14. Exactly. You know, so, exactly. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Exactly. So it would have been nice to see the bucks, you know, break the franchise record in 16 games. But the fact that we even did it, the fact that they are a top seed in the NFC, even though they aren't the one, they are still one of the top seeds in the NFC. Like, who would have thought this is where we would be two years ago? When we're doing the game preview for Jameis Winston's final game in the Tampa Bay uniform against the Atlanta Falcons, did we ever think that two years from then, not only would we be talking about the Buccaneers winning a Super Bowl in the 2021 calendar year, but defending their Super Bowl title as one of the top seeds in the NFC? That's just about going to do it for this week's episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Thank you so much for checking us out live over here on YouTube. For all of our people in the live chat, B-Master, David Austin, Edwin, Leadus Productions, Bray D with the super chat coming in clutch, and of course the moderators, Willie Beeman and our buddy Kevin holding it down as always. Thank you gentlemen for your service. You are much appreciated. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. Best place to go for updates on the show, and of course, Buccaneer News as it happens. Speaking of Bucks news as it happens, you can follow my co-host Evan on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily, the number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram, rapidly approaching 30,000 followers. You can also find him on Twitter at EvanNFL. Last but not least, you can find myself, Instagram, and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. If you follow me, I will follow you back. Yeah, that's it, folks. The final game preview of the 2021 regular season is in the book in the books. There we go. Yeah. Words are hard, man. It's about time we ended this podcast. Cause my brain is just dissolved into mush. It's time we take a little bit of break. I'm your host, Rhett Matthew signing off for my co-host, Evan Wanish. We'll talk to you guys next time until then. And as always go Bucks. Thank you for listening to believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.